The sponsor for The Shepherd's Crook for the month of February is the Banner of Truth Trust. The Banner of Truth is a Christian organization which promotes books, organizes conferences, and publishes a monthly magazine. The objective of the banner is the promotion, advancement, and dissemination of a better knowledge and understanding of the history and the doctrines of the true biblical Christian faith. We seek to inform, encourage, strengthen, and equip ordinary Christians and have a particular concern for ministers and pastors and those who are training for the ministry. We also seek to produce material that's evangelistic and in God's providence may be used as a means to bring people to repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior and Lord. To read more about their history and mission, you can go and visit thebanneroftruth.org. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 78. Today, I want to talk about Pastor Jesus and John chapter 11 and Jesus bringing comfort to grieving people. And I want to apply that to pastoral ministry and how we help grieving people. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, give me direction and wisdom. When you're sitting and crying and having people cry in your presence, it's just really hard to know what to do. And so I just ask for wisdom right now to talk through John 11, Mary, Martha, weeping, and just sitting with grieving people. Give me wisdom to help and equip these listeners to help those who are hurting. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, before we get into John 11... And I wrote an article a few years ago called The Comforts of Jesus Are Not One Size Fits All. I'll tag that in the show notes. But it came from this text, and I've been thinking about this for for a few years now from John 11, how Jesus talks with Martha and weeps with Mary. But before we get there, I want to tell you about a new giveaway we got going on with the Banner of Truth. The Banner is our new sponsor for this month, as you heard at the beginning of the show. They're partnering with us to give away the John Bunyan Complete Works set. This is a really beautiful set. I have this and bought it a couple years ago at Christmas time during their Christmas deals. But you can sign up on the links on our Facebook page, and I'll put the link again in the show notes, and would love for you to sign up for that. If you don't have any Banner of Truth Complete sets, this would be a great place for you to start. And then get online and check out their collection, because Banner of Truth is always putting out amazing books, from Puritan writers all the way to modern-day writers, and it's just fantastic stuff. The Banner is my favorite publisher. Pat Daly over there has done a great job helping me out, working with them, and so please go and check out the Banner and buy some books and sign up for the giveaway. Okay, now, John 11. I want to challenge us to be like Jesus. That's our goal, after all, is to become more and more like Christ. And we find Lazarus dead in John 11. Jesus loved Lazarus, and he loved Mary, and he loved Martha. And because he loved them, he delayed in his coming, and he let Lazarus die, which seems unique. Years ago, I heard a sermon from John Piper on this passage. It was absolutely fantastic. But because Jesus loved them, he stayed two extra days. And in staying, he delayed his coming and let Mary and Martha and the weeping widows and everybody that would, be, would have been around Lazarus, he let them grieve for longer. He let them grieve because he loved them. And then he came, and when he was coming, there's an interesting thing that happens. And so often when we talk about sitting with grieving people and being in a room of people who just lost someone, we talk about the necessity of being quiet and of listening and of just being there present, not getting into theological stuff and not wanting to untie theological knots of why. And that is so wise. We don't need to get into big, huge why questions. However, Jesus does something that 
was somewhat surprising. And I love when Jesus does that, because Jesus does get theological. Now, he does it in an appropriate manner. He's not trying to untie the sovereignty knots of what just happened. But he does get theological, and he reminds Martha about him being the resurrection and life. Now, I think this is crucial, because there's going to be some people who need to be spoken to when they're grieving. Martha was one of them. You can just follow along with me in chapter 11, verse 17. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had been in the tomb for four days. Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary's to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary remained seated in the house. That tells a little bit about their personality right there, by the way. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know whatever you ask from God, God will give it to you. Jesus said to her. Now notice, Jesus engages in theological discourse with Martha. And there is a place for this for grieving people. Knowing the difference, which we'll, be, we'll get to here in the end, is crucial. But there's a place for engagement with people who are grieving in a theological way that's helpful to the person who's grieving. We have to know who those types of individuals are. So here's what Jesus said. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know he will rise again in the resurrection of the last day. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection in life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Now, Jesus knew what he was going to do. But Martha, at this point, did not. And what Martha needed was not for Jesus to weep with her. What Martha needed was theological engagement with her. Jesus spoke to her, and they went back and forth. Now, friends, there are times when you're in a room with people who are grieving, and you've seen these individuals before. We've been given this over and over again to us in our training in pastoral ministry. You don't need to get theological when people are, when people are grieving. Well, apparently, there are times and places for it. And there are times, and sometimes we need to speak to the grieving person to remind them of truth. We need to talk to them and lay it out for them. Hey, your loved one is with the Lord, or your loved one is being taken care of right now, or even if your loved one is not with the Lord, they didn't know the Lord, sometimes they just needed to be reminded of the truth. God is just, and he's fair, and he's right, and you can trust his character right now. And I think Jesus' actions clearly demonstrate, through demonstration, that there is an appropriate way to sit with grieving people and engage in theological discourse in such a way that it's helpful to the grieving person. But notice what Jesus does, because he talks with Martha, but he does something else with Mary. Let's continue on in verse 28. When she had said this, she went and called her sister Mary, saying in private, The teacher is here and is calling for you. And when she heard it, she rose quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the village, but was still in the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who were with her in the house, consoling her, saw Mary rise quickly and get out and go out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to weep there. Now when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Now she said the exact same thing that Martha said. Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In verse 21. And now Mary says the exact same thing. Here's what Jesus does in verse 33. When Jesus saw her weeping, who had come with her to weep, all, to also weep. By the way, at a Jewish funeral, 
There were usually assigned weeping women to come and weep at the tomb. It was a deeply grieving culture, so they knew how to lament, and they would do it. So there's a group of crying people, and here is Mary crying. It says the exact same thing that Martha said, and look what Jesus does. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had been with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And then verse 35, we all memorize this, the first Bible verse we all memorize probably, Jesus wept. So the Jews said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Now isn't it interesting that Jesus does not even answer Mary's question. He does not bring back a response. What does he do? Well, he weeps. He weeps with Mary and the weeping people at the grave. That's what Jesus does. This clearly demonstrates that there is a time to not speak, to not engage in theological discourse, but simply to weep, to grieve with the person who is grieving in the way they need to be, in the way they need to be grieved with. And I love this about Jesus. Jesus comforts in a way that it's not one size fit all. Well, this is just who I am. This is how I deal with grieving people. No, he knew the situation at hand. And he came to speak to Martha and he called out Mary to come and weep with her. Now, practical application for us. How do we know the difference? Now, friends, this is hard. Pastors, you know that there are some people who need to be talked to and some people who need to be sat with. Prudence, following the leading of the Holy Spirit, is going to dictate what we do in situations like this. You're going to be in in rooms with people who are grieving over and over again, year in and year out, for the rest of your life. So what's required in those moments is prayer, asking the Lord, God, what does this person need right now? And based on prior relationships with those people, knowing those people, God will give you direction on what to do. You're going to be able to tell, does this person need me to just simply weep and be present in this room? And sometimes our presence with no words is the most powerful thing we can possibly do for that person. But other times, the most powerful thing and the need of the moment is to speak theological truth to the person who desperately needs to hear it. They love that you're there grieving with them, but they need to hear the truth and be reminded of the truth because that's the type of person that they are. That's how they receive comfort in moments of grief. And so use John 11 as a case study. Think through the situations that you've been in that have required care for those who are grieving. And then think back. Has there been times that I've had to speak truth? And has there been times that I've had to simply grieve? And I think we'll all be able to say yes. But here in John 11, we have an example of both. So the next time you're in a room with grieving people, ask the Holy Spirit to help you be like Jesus. As we're trusting Jesus to be Jesus and to be the ultimate help and presence in their time of need. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.